What's up, everybody? This is your man, DJ Square Knot, and you're tuned into my podcast, Square Knot Live, where we talk about music, real issues, meet great people, and get into fun and engaging topics. With that being said, let's get into it. All right. What's up, everybody? This is your man, DJ Square Knot. As I've said, and then as the intro has said, today is going to be a very interesting topic. And the topic is going to be very interesting because, number one, we're talking about something that a lot of people don't want to talk about or they kind of, you know, get behind closed doors and we'll talk about. And uh, it just it just makes for all kinds of um, interesting elements to uh, form. So. Today, topic uh, definitely is going to hit on politics. Politics is going to be the surface of this particular one. And I got a few of my buddies here to help me out with uh, and, and chime in on some things. I got uh, DJ Big Dooley out of H-Town. I got DJ Boogie out of Virginia. I got DJ Mike L out of Maryland. And I got DJ Rod Flash out of Philly. And of course, we may have some others that will tune in. And I just want to say for a Facebook fam that definitely tunes in to me on a regular basis, I want to apologize to you because I'm going to put them on blast. Facebook is literally stopping my stream uh, as it relates to me bringing this into you guys so that you guys are able to be interactive with the conversation. So if they come up the studio, I'm still waiting for the studio to come up. I've tried multiple browsers and it's not doing it. So hopefully some people will complain to Facebook about that and go from there because they've really gone overboard with this whole thing about uh, streaming content and so on and so forth. It's, this is not the music. This is a talk show. This is a podcast. Enough said on that. So we're going to get right into um, the first thing that I wanted to talk about. And just to get the opinions of my brothers here on the panel with me, I'll start it off like this. And that is, is yesterday I was driving. I was driving down uh, in Fayetteville. And when I was in Fayetteville yesterday, I went, you know, to see my aunt to do something for her. I noticed that while I was driving down, headed towards Bragg Boulevard and I'm driving and I see all these signs. It says Trump, Pence, Trump, Pence, Trump, Pence, Trump, Pence. And then when you get to the next area, it said Biden, Harris, Biden, Harris, Biden, Harris. Perfectly fine, with the exception of one thing that I saw continuously all the way down this whole area on both sides of the street in the center of the street and in, in, in the middle or whatever. And that was, is that the Trump Pence signs untouched all the Biden signs smashed vandalized. And I was like, what is that about? What is that about? You know, because Hey, unless, and I'm, unless, and I am missing something here, people have freedom of speech. And I thought that would fall under the guideline of freedom of speech as it relates to, you know, if Trump signs is right here, you can literally put a Biden Harris sign right next to it. Um, but what I'm seeing is and I and, and this goes into the topic. The first part of the topic is friends and politics, um, where I've seen that during election time, things get a little bit people get a little bit more sensitive and they shouldn't, uh, in my opinion, because it's your opinion. So why would you take your sign? Why would you take the, the opponent? Obviously, you're not for the opponent. But why would you destroy their signs and have your signs up? You know, because that, that shows me that you're getting way below the belt. You're stepping into shallow waters with this particular deal. You know what I mean? 
you're not being a stand-up citizen by damaging someone else's campaign campaign signs. So that I was like, wow. And it just was a constant all the way down Bragg Boulevard. And then when I was driving uh, up here in Raleigh, I saw the same thing. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm drawing a blank here. Maybe something's wrong. Maybe I'm just not seeing it right. But what do you guys think? DJ, DJ Boogie, what's up? So, you know, I was going to say something. I'm going to be on, I'm going to be bluntly honest with you. When it comes to this campaign, a lot of it's really just because of Trump. You know, prior to this election, I've never seen the hate for a sign. (laughs) If you we see things with politics in the past where Democrat, Republican people hate, you know, people argue their sides, fight. And that's usually the end of it. But when it comes to physical things or actual doing something, I've never seen it until this election where it's become this bad. And a lot of it comes from the rhetoric from our current leadership. And if his rhetoric wasn't that, I don't believe people would do that. Right. I totally agree. I totally agree. I've said it from from the first time. And he said this and he said, I can walk down the middle of the street and shoot someone and no one would say anything. Once he put that out there like that, that was the beginning of the division of this country. And if I'm wrong about that, you guys tell me. But I mean. But you got to re- but you got to look at P- Trump's past history. Oh, yeah. Trump is Trump has always been a divisive guy. He okay. um, for him it's really mainly just about him and his family. Yes. Um, I do believe he does have some mental issues. I mean, he says something one sentence and five sentences later, he says something completely different or one day versus the next day. Um, I think he's influenced by people around him. And then he's also influenced because of his celebrity status. Uh-huh. And I think. I think sometimes he takes that to a, like, I feel like he's treating this whole presidency like it's a reality show. That's my personal take on it. It's, it's funny that you say that because I was just speaking to someone, oh, my cousin, and we got into a conversation about it. And in that conversation, we said the same exact thing. Uh, he has literally taken the, taken the United States, who has become the laughing stock of the world, and turned it into a reality TV show. And he continues to benefit from it because of the the things that he does. And of course, his followers, they continue to allow him to get away with it instead of holding him accountable. And it just blows my mind. But yesterday when I was driving down and I saw that, I was like, wow. Wow, people have really, really got stooped that low and have decided that it was okay. And guess what? Here's the kicker. And I'm, a, I'm hoping I can get, get this to play for you because I was watching CNN and Cuomo was on there and he was speaking to one of the past people that was part of the Trump campaign. Caramucci, Scaramucci. I, I'm Scaramucci. Scaramucci. He, he said himself something to the effect of, Uh, When he mentioned, he said, with Trump supporters, it's a lot of uneducated white people. And I was like, that's a, yo, if if you got, and that's coming from his base and and Trump has has, uh, engaged this base. But when you say uneducated white people, what does that sound like? You know, when I took that, maybe I took that wrong, but I was like, uneducated white people, what do they mean by that? 
Well, I feel like they plumb dumb sometimes. If you watch some of the um, interviews or the comments that they say, I mean, it just makes you question. It's like, what kind of school education did you get growing up? If you really listen to the words that they say, some of it just doesn't make sense. But it's I feel a lot of it has to do with the belief of what a person says. They're so stuck on what a guy is saying. They fail to look at the reality. That's like that's like saying the sky is red. We all look up and say it's blue, but they saying, no, it's red because he said so. So I sat there and I, I said, you know what? I need to record this. And I recorded this because I don't want people saying that, oh, this is what Tim said. I'm like, nope, I'm going to play this. Let you guys see it for yourself. And I was like, you know, that way you guys can grab and Then the, the first thing that comes up is they don't say anything. Like my even my cousin, she brought this to my attention. And I said, well, it could be that they just had, they were part of his campaign, but they just absolutely reached, just hit the boiling point. They could have been saying no, 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 the whole time. But, and we already know that uh, from his own people who have said, we tell him no, and he ignores it. So really nothing new to the fact of where he will go and what he will do. But when they finally get released of that, they get released, the reins are broken or whatever it is or whatever he may have on them or maybe he doesn't have anything on them, but they just they just have are really tired that they get out and it's like, you know what, it's time to just really tell the truth. Now, some people. I'm gonna put this out there as well. There are some people I don't believe she probably has some truth or whatever, but when it comes to respect wise, I don't I don't like her style. And that's Amarosa. I don't really like her style. And you know what? So when when any word she's an opportunist. Yeah, big time. Opportunist, big time. Anything that comes out of her mouth, I just push it off to the dirt. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's just me. But when it comes to all all these other people who are saying this stuff that have been part of his his cabinet or his campaign, they can't all be lying. Because there's a constant message. If the message was different, that would be different. But there's a constant message that reigns supreme. And that message is he does not listen. And if you don't do what he says, he fires you. So, I mean, think about it. He did that on The Apprentice. Oh, yeah, exactly. What was he known for? You're fired. That's exactly what I was getting ready to go to. I was like, we are living a modern day of The Apprentice at a very large scale. You know, you have to really think about and say, you know what? This is what it is. It's a reality. Look, look at his latest act. The man said he got COVID. <laughs> the next day he goes and does his own parade. Mm-hmm. Three days later, he checks himself out the hospital. Yes. A few days after that, he's doing a campaign. and yeah. says he's cured. How are you the only person in the entire in the world, world that's in, in the entire world that's cured in less than a week? Yes. And, I, I'm and gonna try to, all his followers fell for it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I said. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sympathetic to, you know, everyone who has dealt with it, including my own family who has dealt with it. Uh, my wife's family who's dealt with it. So I have, I am very sympathetic to the whole thing of COVID period. Cause I know the, the damage and the destruction that this particular virus can, can bring, bring to, to anyone. But when you have someone who actually takes this and uses this to reach his base, 
And think about it now, what Scaramucci said. This kind of goes into play with what he did and people believe in it. You get what I'm saying? The uneducated individual who supports him, sure, he has a huge base, white base, but there's a few of us sprinkled out in there as well. Although oh, I, I got a few of them on my page I, on Facebook. Although I think they're getting getting paid, some of them, especially the ones at the rally. Because remember, he fired. Uh, what was what were the two ladies' name? Uh, God, they would go with him to every campaign. But when they wanted to stop paying him, uh, and it got out that they were getting paid a thousand dollars per campaign. Are oh, you talking about them dumb sisters? Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense to me about what what's in the mind now as it relates to some of the things that he has brought forth and some of the things that he's talked about sure his beliefs whatever he wants to do but the fact remains there's a couple things that i want people to understand let's roll back to president obama because one of the things that i find a lot a lot of people when i ask republicans what what has trump done for you what has trump done for the country they can never give me a straight answer they always say well biden back in 1994 uh uh did the uh the act that now all african americans are in jail so i said okay let me let me let me me stop you on that real quick he did not the reason why blacks were put in jail was not because of the crime bill if you actually look at the crime statistic charts the crime statistic charts were already on an uprising we also got around the time and era that we were living in. We were just coming out of, I mean, we were 20 years just out of uh, segregation. Um, so it's not really that young. I mean, not in 20 years, but yeah, close to 20 years, a little over 20 years. I mean, people still have fresh on their minds. There's still a lot of hate in the world. Mm-hmm. People are already the same thing we were dealing with now, but on a lawful scale. Right. People forget why police force was created in the first place. The culture of police has just tra- just like as black people, we dealt with things currently that date back to slavery. Mm-hmm. The police force has the same culture. And until you decide to change that culture, nothing will change. And the crime bill was due to a lot of crime that was going on from not just our people, from everybody. But, you know, if we're already hated, people are going to target us. And we were just targeting. Mm hmm. Not saying it wasn't needed at the time, because we all know in the 80s, crime was ridiculous, especially ridiculous. in New York. Absolutely and, ridiculous. And both Democrats and Republicans backed that bill. The black, the Congressional Black Caucus also backed that bill. Mm-hmm. So everybody backed that bill. But they, they, they make the, it a point. I wouldn't say what the bill was the problem. I would say how it was used is the problem. Mm-hmm. And they brought up, you know, of course, with the crime bill, you know, the three strikes law and and all of that came into play. And one of the things they automatically would say is uh, he was uh, Joe. I was like, no, 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 no. I I made it very clear. I said he didn't create that bill. He was just part of it. I said and it was both sides and they but they they will stick. I've asked a ton of Republicans and I said, but. Here's you know, the, the three here's the here's the thing all. that that still remains. You did not answer my question. What has Trump done that makes you believe that he is all grits and gravy? And they can't do it. Just like, for example, just like, for example, the whole uh, um, there was a news. I think it was a Washington Post or somebody. And you got to open out interview and people are watching it. Hey, and it's a live video. She walks up to a young fellow. 
who's wearing a, a MJ, MJ, M-A-G-A hat, right? She says, uh, so I see that you you support Trump. So uh, just give me some uh, give me some things that that you really you really uh, support Trump on. And he stood there and he was like, uh, 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 you know, I, I don't re- I just really don't know. I just support him. Sure. Again, you have the right and the freedom of choice, the whole deal. But the thing that I always say with anything, especially with politics, is this. Do your homework. Learn who you're you're putting in office and follow what's going on. And don't get don't get fooled by what's in front of you, because the sleight of hand situation is always going on. All of this was all is always going on over here. So you got to look at the picture from a 60,000 foot view or you're going to miss everything. And Boogie, you bring up some great points about that. Like I say, with that crime bill situation. Every time I ask one, every time I ask a Republican, they always make reference to something that the Democrats did. But I said, I don't want to hear anything about what the Dems are doing. I want to hear what you see as far as your side that's causing you to support the way you support. And that leads into my next deal. Have you ever had those friends, right? You got some homies, right? Or you got some friends, you got some neighbors, you got some affiliates, you know, maybe some people that you see every once in a while that, you know, you maybe walk to the store. Hey, what's up? What's going on, Joe? What's up, man? You know, what up? Blah, 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 blah. But right around election time, right around when the campaign start and all that stuff going, all of a sudden, they don't know who you are. Have you ever had that situation? Let me tell you, I currently experience that. Like I say, me personally, I don't really care what your political affiliation is. Um, but if we cool, we cool. You know, we can sit down, we can talk, we can have whatever. We can have our, we can have, we, we can agree to disagree. I have no problem with that. I should not be sitting there and or out somewhere or riding by or any of that and be like, yo, what's up, man? How you doing? And then I can barely get, get a wave or sometimes not even a, a hello or anything at all. I'm like, wow, is this because I said something about your president or the, your candidate? You know, I'm just trying to keep it real because what I put out there before, believe me, if I put it out there, I've done research on it. You know, it's well, not that it's not that I'm, I'm just speaking from the top of my head because I don't want to share information that's false because I don't want anybody to ever come back and say that this was false. Well, you got to look at it like this. This presidency I would say the past two presidencies have changed the way people are. Yes. President Obama getting elected was, how should I put it? Um, it exposed a lot of hate. Ooh, what you talking about? And Trump is a, is a symptom of what the economy, well, the world has been dealing with. Mm-hmm. Think about it like this. You got a so-called billionaire. And the reason, I, and you know why I say so-called. Yeah. And, um, you had a lot of different people say, well, let's give them a chance. People were fed up with politics. People were fed up with the political arena that we're in and they needed an outsider. Right. And on top of that, you had people because he's blunt, mm-hmm. maybe bluntly stupid sometimes, but he's blunt. He just speaks right. what is on his mind. So right. people feel they like that because he just says what he wants to say and can't nobody do anything about it. Right. Um, but it exposed the country for who you know based on your who you follow 
and what you say based on how you think. Like if somebody's a Republican, I can still respect you and care for you. Right. No doubt. But a uh, die hard and keyword die hard, not your just because, but die hard avid Trump supporter. I can't trust you. I, I understand. I totally understand. That. And let me tell you, some of my greatest friends are Republicans and we have in-depth conversations. And, and we say at the end of the day, I'll be like, man, I still love you. You know, hey, girl, I still love you. Um, I show no love lost for your whatever I said, you know, we just have a difference of opinion. And then I look at it like this. I tell her, I said, with you being Republican, me being a Dems kind of more leaning towards independent the way all this stuff is right. I'm able to spread my horizons and learn more across the board and then really get in depth with politics and see, I'm not really a political person, but I follow so that I can make informed decisions. That's the key. Um, whereas to you got some that are, like you say, diehards, all this and, you know, Trump this and all of whatever it may be. And then when you go and ask him, like I say, he's the best president ever. He's a businessman. OK. And I have to tell him and I've shot I've shut him down numerous times. And I say he's a businessman. I said, hasn't every one of his businesses that he had, he's he's filed bankruptcy bankruptcy for. Has he not done that? Yeah. I said, now, when he files bankruptcy, someone else has to foot that bill. You know, that means that money's lost. You know, that's that's getting out of paying your bills. Just like on this, on this, on the, um, just think about it. On the um, the the town hall, it came up about 400 something thousand, not 400 something million dollars that came up about it, right? You know, that he, that he was asked about that. And he was like, he couldn't give a straight answer on it, but he said, that's a small portion to what my worth is, which we still don't know what his worth is because he shares not anything. Well, his worth is only what's in his mind. It's yeah. not necessarily reality. If you think about it, yes, he does have some businesses. Most of his businesses fail. Yes. Um, if you think about the buildings that his name is on, he doesn't own none of them. He's, they're getting, they're paying him for his name. Correct. They're using his celebrity status to put on a building. Because of his family history, should I say? Correct. Of you know, in real estate, yes, he has had he's created business, but he's also had enough smart enough lawyers who knew how to manipulate the tax code or manipulate the the system in his favor. If I'm paying you a million dollars so that I can save a billion, is that okay? Most average people are gonna lawyers are gonna take that. Yeah. So it's all about the money. If you got enough money to expend, you can get people to do a lot of things, especially in your favor. Indeed. I mean, look at look at all the people that he put all his family members in positions of power that are not qualified for those positions. Yep. And then call and then what, what for his daughter? He made it a consultation. Who gets paid four hundred thousand for a consultation? <laughs> That's called keeping it in the family so that the money never moves or it shifts elsewhere. You know what I mean? I mean, and then and then it comes out that he was already broke or he's in debt mm -hmm. so much. You know, his his only solution was because what's regardless of what how we feel about him from now on, he's going to get paid four hundred thousand for the rest of his life. Right. True that. I mean, That's people exactly. are saying people are saying that uh, he um he's given his money away. But shoot, he, we done spent about over a couple million on him golfing. Yeah, you're what's right about that. You're and if you give right. it away, if you give it away properly through a, a charity, it's a tax write-off. You get it back anyway. You got to understand the tax code. Mm -hmm. And most people that 
if you're not in business and you don't understand the tax code, that's like, you know, everybody knows Bill Gates and Oprah Winfrey give away about half their million. I mean, half of their money every year. That's a fact. And I know I know in terms of Bill and Melinda Foundation, that is absolutely true. Um, I have been personally connected to that. So I know that to be a fact for sure. You know, getting back to the friend thing, you know, I, um, my, my big thing is this, man. If you have good relationships and you guys are cool before any politics or any of that, you should still be cool. It shouldn't be one of these things where something like this is tearing. All of a sudden you got this little thing because you guys don't agree uh, with each other as it relates to politics. Because at the end of the day, Trump could come down the street right now. Biden could come down the street right now. And of course, they'll shake your hand. But guess what they're going to do? They're going to move past you and shake the next person's hand, right? You know, they'll, they'll try to talk to you and figure out what's what. But let's keep it real now. You are one person. If you want an effective change, you want to do something. It's, it, of course, it's, it, you, sure, you can vote for the president, but it's not going to happen at the president level. It's not going to happen at that level. It's going to happen at the local level. That's where your effective change is. You want things to work in your favor. You want things to come out and things like as far as all the education systems and everything that's pertaining to you, the funding, all of that stuff that's in your area, it comes at the local level first. Your governors, your all, all your mayors, everyone, that's where that comes in because they are working for you locally. And then it goes up. But you can't you can't depend on the president. That's why when I when I used to hear so many black people, they would say, or African Americans or people of color would say, President Obama didn't do jack for me, didn't do jack for didn't do jack for us. Well, guess what? He had a Republican Congress, didn't he? Well, this is my thing with that. He wasn't supposed to because he's not the president of just us. He's the president of the United Everybody. States. Um, also, him being in, he did do a lot for us. He did. He tried to pass a lot for us. He did. But it was blocked as well. Indeed. Um, yes, that he did have more opportunities in the first two years, but he was also pushing an agenda to try to prove his worth in the first two years as well. You know, you got the first so-called first black president because you know we all know he wasn't um so his job was to to be clean enough so that somebody else can do it again right because if he came in and did everything for us they would never be another black president ever in history again right. exactly and see but you know the the, the mindset of so many was that, oh, yeah, he's going to do this and do this. He's going to do this at the hood and all this stuff. But guess what? The hood would be a lot better if the people themselves who live in the hood fix it up, do what they got to do. It's the it's mentality. About, you, can't, you, can't, you can't wait for the president to do it. You live there. You need to help fix that up. You need to get with your local government and, and try to work on some things to make some things happen. That's where it all happens. You know, so... When President Obama, when he when he did what he had to do, he did what he had to do for the nation. And a lot of people were like, well, he didn't. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm sitting here listening to this again. They fell to realize over and over and over and over again that it's not about the president at that point. It's about if you want change, if you want effective change, you got to do it at the local level. But, so. But but this is what you got to think about. 
the pres the biggest thing with the presidency is about who they select. Yes. Prime example, President Trump has been in office for, you know, for almost going at the end of his first term. Mm-hmm. He has not elected one black federal judge. Yes. We know if Biden gets in office, then we have a chance. But with that, with that, him not doing that, that makes it harder for the systematic things that we're trying to change in this country. Correct. And as it relates to uh, let's let's talk about that for a minute. The selection of no no judges of color, no uh, no black judges, um, but we constantly see uh, his selections um, and the things that that he wants them to do. Now they could say all day long that he selects judges that have minds of their own who are going to do not uh, conform to the things that he wants them to do. But you better believe, man. As soon as they get in there, they have the agenda. You know, this whole Roe v. Wade situation. Oh, my God. And see, for the life of me, I'm going to be honest with you. When it comes to politics, we talk about we talk about abortion. We talk about a, a medical uh, care, health care and things of that nature. Sure. Health care is important. But a woman, me personally, she has control of her body. Right. So why are we why are we wasting so much time on something like that when we have people in need who if we spent all this money that we spend on this particular on these hearings, if we took that money and put it in different communities to build up these communities, how much effective change that would be over this? I don't even the see how why we, they're not the reason why they're not putting money in the communities because they're not getting money in their own pocket from them. That's the key. And and see. And that is the answer that I was looking for, because it all goes back. It all circle back to a dollar when as it relates to as it relates to. And this is just me. This is across the house and all government. How many years can a president serve? Eight years. So why do we have congressmen and women who are lifetime position for for a lifetime? But but, But think about it like this. It's all about it's the mindset of our people. It's the mindset of people, period. The difference between all of those centers is they can easily be voted out, but we refuse to put people in position to run against them. They they have built up their past financial standings to be able to keep themselves in office. Our average person like me and you can't, it makes it hard. Mm -hmm. That's why I like a lot of people hate AOC, but I salute what she did. I mean, the chick was a waitress. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they like, oh, well, she she's this and she's that. I'm like, but she came from being broke. So a person that comes from being broke versus a person that comes from money they thinks know. differently when they become when they get there. They know. Yes, I'm, I agree. She has a lot to learn. But on top of that, she also is in a position to make change because she can relate to us. Right. A person that's been born into money or a person that's had money all their life can't relate to the average person. So how can they make decisions for people if they've never been in our shoes? That's exactly it. Experience is golden, which leads us to the next point. Okay, I understand that we wanted someone who would be in office, a, 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 a shaker, you know, someone that's not in politics, someone who has never had any experience or whatever. But we see the result of that now. And then you get these ones going back to the terms. You get these ones who are in here who, who they don't agree. They don't behind closed doors. They don't agree, but they'd rather they'd rather 
tear the country down and run with this cat than to let them let people truly know, look, this is not what I want. This is not what it is. But you better believe damn sure that as they get closer to their times of running, right, what happens? They're going to be like, oh, I didn't agree with this and I didn't want this or whatever it may be. You know, I, I'm I just don't I just don't feel this whole thing about. But, but this is my thing, though. Look at the people that that's running against them. You got people that align their views with them that are running against them. Mm hmm but they have less money than them or less political power. So we keep the same people in office. Pretty much. You know, we're in a society now where we need to make a change on the way we think. We need to start educating ourselves more. Um, there's more to society than like in all reality, every, we really don't need a political party. We need to get rid of the two party system. We actually need to get, just get rid of all of the parties yeah. or we need to create our own because, you know, the biggest problem that I see, well, with minorities is I hear the common thing, oh, well, we used to be Republican or we this, but they don't understand the history behind it. Mm -hmm. But we also got to, I try to tell people everything has an era. Yes. This is a different era. The way people think is different. The society that we live in is different. So. And, and see, I, I had said this once before I said the United States, um, if, if you're not, if you've never been if, like me, thank, thank God I was blessed to be able to go to the military. I was in the U.S. Navy, uh, spent 10 years in the Navy. And um, I had um, an opportunity to travel to 14 different countries. And in those 14 different countries, traveling around, learning the culture, seeing what I saw and doing the different things that we did, it really opened my eyes up to the fact that we have one of the best freedoms in the world. We, the, this country is the, has the, the best freedom in the world compared to other countries, but we, we continually treat this, use the treat this country. I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this instead of us being thankful for what we got and taking care of the country and doing the right thing with the country, we, shun it we destroy it we destroy the democracy we destroy the togetherness we destroy the fellowship we destroy all of that all in the name of the color of skin religion money which is a biggie uh political views all of these different things and i always said you know what i feel i'm, I'm about like you you know what instead of putting an, instead of putting a president in office right away let's date the president let the country date the president. Let's really find out. It's kind of like, you know, when you meet when you meet a new man or a new woman, right? You 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 try to get to know him. You date him a little bit. And if you find something you don't like, you jet. Is that not true? If we if we use that concept in terms of when it comes to these political offices, I think we'd be better off. Really learn about those individuals, see what they got and see where they are because let me tell you, I have been approached by tons, tons of politicians. They go, how you doing, uh, uh, Brother Tim Wilson or Tim, Mr. Tim Wilson or Mr. Wilson? Um, I heard uh, uh, that um, I should talk to you and, and see if, you know, see what I can, you know, and so that you can learn more about me and I can learn more about you and maybe get your vote. And, and I say, okay, well, we can have a conversation, no problem. And they go, well, 
uh, well, what, what I like to do is I say, you know, I say, no, 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 no. See, you're going to come to me with this cookie cutter BS. I want you to tell me who you are, where you came from and what you're truly about. And, and tell me about how your mom grew up. Tell me how your pops and if your mom and pops was in the same house, what struggles did you have? You know, I want to know about all of that first. Then after that, I got a couple questions to ask you. For example, if I come to you and I tell you, hey, I got $10,000 right here and I need you. All you got to do when you get up here is I want you to just say square knot. I want you to say square knot in front of the world for this $10,000. What are you going to do? Because if you tell me that you're going to do it, then I know at $10,000, you're going to do that. I, I know for sure somebody say a million dollars. Here it is. We want guns. We want to do this, blah, 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 blah. You're going to do it. I mean, but you, you got to understand our economy is based on money, but it's not just our, it's just not United States. It's actually the world. If you look at history, every, I think, I think the, pro, the things that you note, annotate, notated in your statement is human nature. The problem with the United States is we're more free to be able to do things. True. And where in other countries, they locked it down because of the past. So, you know, I, you know, the biggest problem is that we're electing people based on what they say and not their actual true values. Yes. So like this, like these politicians that are approached me and there was a couple of them that got elected and into the local government as mayors, aldermen, um, you know, city councilmen, so on and so forth. And let me tell you, within the first five, six months after they were in there, because they had accepted uh, they it, it came to came to light that they accepted uh, donations from lobbyists to keep certain things in the local communities that were detrimental to people of color. That they soon learned that everyone was doing everything in their power uh, to make it really rough for them. And instead of just being true and riding on what you said, oh, I'm not because one of the questions I was like, if someone comes to you and offers you something, are you going to take that? Are you going to stand on what you say? Are you going to stand on what you say and work for the people? If you work for the people, the people will stand behind you and you will have more. That's more benefit. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah. And this and that. Just tell you, tell everyone. And, and I want to vote. And I want your vote. And I want their vote. And we're going to do this together. And then the result is this over here. I, I'm, I'm sick of that. I'm sick. I mean, but, but that's, just, that's, the, that's why I have a problem with both sides, Democrats and Republicans. Yes. Yes. And so but, you should. I, I, lean, I lean towards Democrat based on what they do now, right. not what they were in the past. Correct. Because what they were in the past, yes, by definition, we're technically Republicans. Yes. But we're in a different era. We're in a different society. Um, and, you know, the views of them are jacked up. Like, for an example, everybody's talking about the situation with Ice Cube. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Now. If you watch the Roland Martin interview, that's a very smart guy. I follow him yes, Roland because Martin. he does his research. Yes. And in his research, he broke down that everything that he was asking for and more was already being put on the table. But certain people in Congress have been blocking him and stopping it mm -hmm. and not allowing it to come to a vote. That's the problem. Not the president. That person is the problem. You know, it's the people that don't 
you know, our whole issue in our society is our entire is the majority of the people that have been in Congress forever. It's not necessarily the president. Yes. And it goes back to my term limits. If if the president can only serve eight years, no office should be able to serve more. That's just my personal opinion. And that way, if every eight years, Max, you get in there and you serve your eight years, you know that someone fresh is going to come in there. And of course, you it's up to the people to pick the right people to put in there. But at least some fresh ideas, something new would always be coming in there and changing um, for the benefit of the thoughts of the current day. Because but, what happens is you got a lot of these older heads. They don't care about none, a lot of that stuff in the current day. You got to you got to think about that. But, but this is the thing. The reason why we can't do that is because we were run out of people. Hey, that's yeah. all right, though. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather take that sacrifice and then and then so move to something. And the then term limit for president is because it's a position of power that very that you'll never run out of people for. Now, when it that. comes to Congress, the problem is we're not voting. That's well, the biggest think, issue, because at the end of the day, important. if somebody's not doing with their part, we can always vote them out. And that's only after two years. Yeah, that's true. Only after two years. But but the other piece of that is you mentioned something before, and that is. These people who are in there have managed to uh, gain lots of uh, backing and funding and things of that nature that the, the normal Joe Schmo, like myself, if I wanted to run for office, you know, and I, of course, I could get some support or whatever, but I would not have the support like like this individual would have. No, one. no, not necessarily. The thing yeah. about it is you have to be willing to do what other people aren't willing to do. And that's why I use the prime example of. Uh, AOC. She did what other people would not do. She didn't have the money or the political power to knock out to knock out somebody that's been in office for over 20 years. She She got she she hit the boots. She she did the boot boots to the ground. Yep. I know she did. And if and if if somebody is really hungry enough to take it, take that position, they can do the same thing through that. But the problem is nobody's willing to do that. I understand. Yep. And I agree with you on that. And for example, if I run, but see, if I run, I, it's, it's a different story. I, I'm whew, I, I know people would be so upset with me, but the and you make up some make some valid points. A lot of people aren't willing to put that there. They just want it. And that's that. But there are always going to be those who are in positions of power who are going to try to do whatever they can to stop it. But if they know that that term limit is there, I think that would assist in just making sure that they get the frame of mind that man you know what either i'm going to work for the people and i know i come out in eight years but have a stipulation in there that says okay you come out in eight years but you can run on the next term but it just gets you out of there so that you see that if if you don't if you're not doing what you're supposed to do you go ahead and do your you 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 get in you, every two years, like you say, but people that are with you are going to constantly put you in there. Just like the whole situation we got with the followers, Trump followers. Right. They're going to because let me tell you, me personally, this is just me saying it again. It's going to be a really, really close race because all of a sudden people will come out the woodworks. You know, Biden's ahead right now, but people are going to come out the woodworks from everywhere all of a sudden. And do kind of the same deal that happened in 2016, right? But if they, if these individuals that are in office know that every that I, you get your fourth your fourth term, every and and um you have to go, 
maybe that'll put something in their mind. Because I know if someone says to me, okay, Tim, here's the deal. You're in office. Your first two years, you did really good. Then the second two years, you kind of screwed up, but it was just enough to get you by. Your third year is, okay, you did this or whatever. You know, and you're sitting there and you're starting to think, man, either I can get this and get people on my side and do what I got to do, even though I know that I'm going to be leaving so that later I can come back again and run again. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it's let me put the best way to, I guess to put it is don't burn bridges. These there are a lot of these people in the office that have been there for years. They've already burned those bridges, but they still have their constituents who will block any and everything. And that's why you have all this rezoning, all this stuff. They're able to put that in place so that they can stay in office, man. There's so many different little pieces to this whole political game. It's just crazy to me. It's, and, I'm, yep. I don't, and I don't claim to know everything. And I've read several things. And some of the stuff that you read, you can't even believe that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So where do you go? Without talking to the individuals themselves, where do you go? I just, I, over, overall, um, getting back to the friends and the, the politics, don't let friendships be broken up because of your, your political views, your political affiliations. That goes back to what I said earlier. My friendship is not based on your political views. It's who you follow. So who you follow, you know? Like I said earlier, like I got a, I got a associate. I can't say he's a friend, but an associate I went to school with. Mm -hmm. He's a diehard Republican mm -hmm. and he's following Trump. Mm -hmm. But the big difference is me as an individual, I can't never call you a friend because now I can't trust you based on your, based on your that. views and the way you think. I have a different view about that um, because I look at it like this. Like I say, you got some diehard Trump. I know some diehard Trump supporters who are, we cool other than that. I mean, we can barbecue together. We can have fun together. We can do whatever. But when it comes to politics, I'd be like, look, man, now nah, we having such a great time. Let's not even talk politics, man. Don't even but, let's but not even do that to ourselves, son. That's because some people on the other side brings out the anger in people that shouldn't be there. I understand what you're saying there. I can have a difference of opinion and still be your friend. Right. That's the agree. Like I said at the beginning of it, we can agree to disagree. We should be able to do that. But you got some who can't handle that. It's, it's like, what did my man say? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people just feel their way, their certain way. And that's the way it's going to be. You know, instead of it being one of those things where they um, they are like, it's my way or the highway kind of deal. I'm like, yo, you sound like this cat in the office. But, but, at the, but at the end of the day, square not. You can't really say that that's that's a friend if he go that separate way at the end of the day when he going with his people. You, it's got to be what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, you can't you can't be you got to be one way. Either you're with me or you're not. Well, see, I look at it like this, though, man. You can have some of your best times with 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 some of you, some of these people. Right. Um, who you've known forever or who you've gotten to know very well. And you guys become really close. Literally, man. I mean, you guys are sharing food. You guys are sharing, you know, you, hey, you'll go stay at their houses. They stay at your house. You, we can uh, do events together. All kinds of different things. The only thing that may bring up some type of separation or whatever is when you start talking about politics. So I, 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 tell, I tell them, like, look, man, check it out. 
don't talk politics. Otherwise, you know, and then when they get when they get going, I'd be like, look, man, I'm just messing with you because I, I don't care what you think about you. What what your political affiliation means nothing to me, because at the end of the day, at the ballot box, guess what you're going to do? You're going to vote for who you're going to vote for. And I'm going to vote for who I'm going to vote for. So at the, but, and after, after the election, we'll see who gets in, period. It, it, it depends on how the strong how strong minded of a person you're dealing with. Prime example. I'm going to use this as an example, and I think it can be a great example in this situation. You can have people that like different colors, but they don't hate each other. But then you also got to remember, it's all about who cares the most. For example, think about the guy that infiltrated the KKK. Mm -hmm. The black guy. Yeah, the black guy. He became friends with one of the leaders. He went he went when they first met. He hated they hated each other based off something that was stupid. Mm -hmm. One hated because of the way they thought the other hated because they skipped because of his skin complexion. Mm -hmm. Years later, they become the best of friends to the point where now you got a man that you grew up hating based on his skin complexion that you made the godfather of your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, love conquers all hate, True. you know, but it all depends on your your deep core values. See, I can I can still respect somebody based on your deep core values versus on the way you think or your your opinions on something. And I agree with that 100%. And I think that's where I'm trying to explain it. So I appreciate you articulating that in a form that uh, uh, represents what I what I meant by what you said. But can you put your life in that man's hand at any day? It depends yes. on their core. It depends on their core value. If I understand, core value, I understand the core value. But what I'm saying is at the end of the day, do you really trust this guy that much? The ones that I know of, yes. Think about it like this. When us as veterans, when we go to war, do we care about what somebody's political affiliation is? Nah, man. Our life is in their hands at that time. That's true. And, and you know what? What we think about when we go to war, one word, two words, the mission. You know what I'm saying? So that's just how it is. And that's what gets us through all the years of service that we do, whether it's one year or 40 years um, and keeps us alive, you know, if we can be, you know, God rest his soul and rest in peace to those who have lost their lives during the wars and uh, other uh, activities. Um, so I don't want to discredit that at all. It's just a matter of we put our trust in each other's hands as we're there as military. We can't look at, even though racism is definitely in the military, it's out there. Cause I'm going to tell you like this, I was a sonar tech and I'll give you an example of this. And I'll, I, I haven't shared this with too many people, but I'll share this with you. I was a sonar tech. I chose, because when I took the ASVAB, I used to take the ASVAB. I'm going to be honest with you. I can say this now as well. I went to automotive high school in Brooklyn, New York. Me and my brother and friends, we all, we all did it. But we used to actually take the ASVAB because the ASVAB gave us four hours out of class. Legitimately, it gave us four hours to chill out of class. So we was like, yo, we're going to take the ASVAB. So we take the ASVAB and then the ASVAB was coming back. We was hitting 90s, 95. I took the ASVAB four times just so that I can get out of class. And the lowest score that I had was a 92. The highest score that I had was a 99. So I was like, okay. They told me I could pick whatever, whatever. They said, you could pick whatever job you want. Because initially I was going to the Marine Corps. So when I, when I solicited the Marine Corps, I engaged them. And what I wanted was advanced electronics. Well, 
they told me, they said, well, the advanced electronics billet is open, but we have the infantry billet that's wide open. And I said, I don't want to go to infantry. I want to do advanced electronics. They said, well, you'd have to wait about 18 months for that billet to open, these billets to start opening up again. I said, I'm not doing that. Well, guess what? Right next to the Marines was the Navy. And the Navy guy heard that. Chief Petty Officer, he came, he said, hey, man, no, I'm sorry, uh, first class gunner's mate. And he said, hey, come talk to me. He said, I know. He said, why do you want to go to the Marine Corps? And uh, at that time, I remember this guy. This guy came through. His name was Captain Hubbard. He came in his greens. He was a Marine. He looked just like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Almost, I thought it was Arnold Schwarzenegger that walked in there because he looked just like him. In his greens, looking solid, man. I mean, he was like, yo, I was like, that's what I want right there. And he said, look, we don't have all them pretty uniforms and all that stuff and everything, but we have the schooling and we have the best schools in the military because all four branches go to our schools. Um, so I was like, okay, tell me more. Cause you know, I'm more into the education side than anything. So he said, I heard that you want to, you know, get an advanced electronics and we've, I, and I had an opportunity to pull your scores up in the computer. And I he said, you, you did really, really good. He said, do you mind taking another test? And I said, sure, I'll take a test. So he gave me what they call the nuke test. The nuclear test is a whole different beast. It's a beast of engineering and things of that nature. And if you take this test and you pass this test, you can get into uh, what they call the nuclear program at that time in the Navy. And um, it paid a lot more. It had bigger bonuses. And you could literally be a first class in four years. That's just how fast they were moving up. So... I was like, okay, I'll take it. This, this, the cutoff score was 55. I scored a 54. And I was like, okay, well, I didn't, I didn't make that cut. He said, but no, man, you were so doggone close. We might be able to get your waiver. I said, well, I'll talk about that later. I said, but tell me what else you got because I really want the advanced electronics. And he said, well, you can go in as an ET, which is an electronics technician. You could go in as um, uh, 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 RM, which is a radio man. Um, and they, he started the name off. Then he said, ST, sonar tech. And I said, what's sonar tech? And he told me sound and navigation and range. And that's what sonar means. So he says, you'll learn that about, you know, training your ears for sound. Plus also you'll go through the advanced electronics pipeline. I said, that's what I want. So I selected that, went through that, went through the Navy, did all that. And I was like, okay, this is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I did my 10 years in the Navy. And, and just everything went really, really well. With the military, um, the military has afforded me so many great opportunities. So now here I am, I'm in the middle of the middle of the Gulf. I'm in the middle of all these different places. Your, your thought process. So when we go through all these different things, sending, sending you to all these different schools. When, when I was in there, one of the first things that they told me in terms of racism, listen to this. I'm going to get back to this. And I'm going to get back to that last point. When I joined and Sonar Tech, right, racism was there, but it was underlying. You, it wasn't out in the front. So check this out. I got to my first ship. I came in there. I was already in E4. I came out. I did boot camp. I was the uh, uh, senior, uh, this uh, prime seaman recruit, and they advanced me to E4 after A school. When I got to my first ship, I had a first class come up to me, and he said, he said, hey, Wilson, how you doing? I said, how you doing? Good to, good to finally meet you. And so he says, man, let me tell you, man. He says, I read your, read your stuff for boot camp. Um, you were the star recruit for your company. 
um, and every and you got you scored very high on all your and all your schools and everything. So that's really cool. He says, and you know, um, I got one other thing to say, man. I said, I don't know how you. He said, I don't know how you're gonna take it, but I just want to say. And he said, you must be really, really smart. And I said, what? I said, what do you mean by that? And this is exactly what he said. He said. You must be really smart because there are only a handful of black people in this rate. And at the time that I was in, 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 when I first got in, in that rate, there was only five of us on the entire base of over 2,300 people, five, five wow. of us. And he said, you must be really, really smart. And that, and I can't, then that kind of, I was like, so what is he trying to say? You know, black people can't be smart. And it just really was like, Wow. But, you know, over time after talking to him, you know, we became some of the best friends. We became some of the best friends. And of course, I've, some of our views were different, but we became some of the best friends. And his name was Jim, me and Jim. I'm Tim. He's Jim. And uh, it just worked out for us. But all these different things in the military, racism, like I said, um, you know, dis disagreements or whatever. But when it came down to time for our getting things done, we work together regardless. So there was none of this other stuff, but this stuff that but we see, got but see, that's, on. But when it comes to relationships to politics, that's the one thing because us as a race, our mindset isn't there yet. Yes. We need to start thinking differently, not just about politics, but about everything in life. You know, we too busy trying to outdo one another versus working together. Yeah. We I have, mean, think about um, it. Think about it like this. When, when you go into a black establishment, I hear everybody complaining about what's not there or how you were treated or this and that. But when you go into other people's establishment, you get the same thing, but they don't say nothing. And you never hear anything from their race. It's only us that complain about everything. Yes. 100%. And I'm glad that you bring that up. And uh, hey, uh, uh, SP, there's there's several people here in the chat. I meant to make sure I mentioned that. Uh, Ray Dell Battles, he sends a salute. Uh, Denise Tate says you are 100% on point uh, uh, about our people don't understand that we have to educate ourselves, which ties into what you just said, uh, Boogie. Uh, Lou Diamonds was in here. He's just uh, saying salute. And then, of course, a lot of people in agreement with uh, the SP. You definitely right about that. You for sure on that. Um, but you bring up a good point. And actually, that topic is set for next week. I have a panel of people coming on. And you know what the topic is? Why do we hate ourselves? And the reason I brought I'm, I'm bringing that topic up is because of ex just what you said. We would rather not work together and be in competition with one another and do everything wrong to our own. And then instead of coming together, working together, just like everyone else does. And it's not a bad thing. I don't want to make it seem like there's a, a, a racial divide or anything. But the fact remains is, is for example, if, if I don't respect myself, who, who's going to respect me? Once people see that I respect myself and I respect my family and I do whatever, then they're going to fall in accordance with that. They're not going to be like, oh, we don't care about blah, 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 blah. Even though I'm just one small unit. But you start having everybody be like, yo, they showing some love. They doing this. Black Wall Street was a prime example of that, of how the power and once everyone worked together, what you could have. And it got to the point where it was so intimidating that the KKK, which I'm going to bring them back up here in just a sec, 
because I get asked this question a lot. But it wasn't just um, it wasn't just the KKK. It wasn't just them. It wasn't just them. You're right. It just it wasn't just them. But anyway, in terms of the they were they were part of the destruction along with several others who disagreed about the way it was done because there was their own unit, own economy, own everything there. And then instead of them allowing that to continue to grow and to be what it was, um, they decided to kill over 3,200 people that day over a course of a week. You know, so it, 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 it just really blows my mind that people don't sit and say, you know what, we can do that again because we can do it again. And if we get to that scale, there's no reason why people won't understand and see, you know what, we have to start respecting them and starting bringing them to the table because they have something valuable. Every time well, I turn on, every time I turn on, you got some little 12 year old African-American or black or whoever you, however you want to say it, that's in college, a 12 year old. I posted it on my page. I'm always watching out for stuff like that. Young black guy, young black female who has the intelligence and who has the smarts of some of the greatest engineers in the world and are going to college at that such a young age because they've surpassed everyone. And we can't respect that. They go, oh, they don't know anything, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. I'm just going to put it to your front. A lot of the stuff that's invented. Think about all the inventions that have come. from. Well, you heard you heard about the recent thing, right? Uh, um, I, I heard it, uh, I think it was either today, this morning, or last night on the news. Um, I think it was on the Breakfast Club where I heard it. I don't remember where I heard it. It had to have been today, though. A 14-year-old possibly has created or might be on the cusp of creating the um the cure for the coronavirus. Yes. And another young kid, I think there were uh 17, 18, created a uh who's also EMT, created a a mobile um testing center that gives you a result in 15 minutes. Both of them are black. Mm. I think I heard it on the Breakfast Club this morning. Mm. And you know what? I can believe it. Come to fruition. But you know what? Somebody would try to step in and try to take it over and see. That's where we um, need to come together, need to come together and get behind this kid instead of letting someone else come in and try to offer their family millions of dollars and say, oh, we'll give you millions of dollars, blah, blah, blah. If you take this and shut up about it. I was learning. It's, it's so many different things out there um, like that. That's happening every day that we don't know about. Think about I'm glad that the Breakfast Club or whoever it was, they brought that to light. But there's a lot of stuff out there like that that doesn't make it to the light. And they don't want it. These people don't want to make it to make it to the light. And that's sad because I'm, I made a post one time. I said, you know what? I'm tired of being called black. I'm tired of being called African-American. Because when you go overseas, again, Boogie, you know about this. When you go overseas and you go to a different country, you know, um, I've been to so many. But let's say um, I went to Bahrain. And they go, you know, what are you or whatever? I'm Bahrainian. Um, or um, you go to uh, Italy. They say I'm Italian. Uh, you go to Aarhus, Denmark, and they say I'm Danish. And then they say, who are you? And you go, I'm black. And they go, Actually, oh, white, you know? But, but, but you know, what's funny about that is in the United States, we may say we're black, we're white. Yeah. But, when, but if you really think about it, when we go to other countries and somebody says, what are you? You say I'm American. And, and I was getting ready, to say, getting ready to say that, too. Also, they'll say, well, you guys are American. And then I, I had um, we were in um, Belgium, Antwerp in Belgium. We were in Antwerp in Belgium and we were sitting there and it goes uh, the girl, a couple of girls came up and they said, are you guys American? I said, we said, yes. 
And they then she asked the question, her or her her uh her lad, as she called him, um, said, Why do you guys call you guys black and white? Why do you guys do that? That's and she said, she said, that's so funny to us because we we don't we never know that a color has that much power like it does in America. And how do you how do you answer that? <laughs> yeah. You know, she, she that was like a gut punch because everywhere else we are considered Americans. But when we are home, we never we never say we never even look at ourselves as American. I'm black. You're white. I'm 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 Mexican. You're Chinese. Never American. So it makes absolutely no sense to me why we do that. I, I like I said, I'm American. I think it, it, it really just goes back to, unfortunately, the history of our country. Yes. And if we just migrated here and lived in a society and built it together like they did in most, I can't even really say like they did, but for the most part, it did happen in most countries. Um, if we would have just migrated and just grew and built it together versus trying to be competition or try to control one another in this country, mm -hmm. then it probably would be that way. Fact. But but also on the same token, racism is deep rooted in every country. Look what's going on in uh, Brazil. You got light skinned Brazils versus dark skinned Brazils. Yes. And they every country goes through it in their own way, just like we do in the United States. We just call it differently. But you know what, though? How long has that been going on in Brazil? Because I don't know. I, I, I know I, I don't me per this. is That's new to me because I know that recently I've been hearing about some stuff like that. But. I, I I can't recall like way back when. I don't remember when it's, I saw some special on it. That's how I knew it. The special I saw about it was some years ago. Gotcha. So, I mean, it could be within the past 30 to 40 years, but it's not as old as what we've been dealing with in this country. I think a lot of it has, you know, just like the uh, bleaching of our skin, mm -hmm. but you know, that that's kind of what become the new thing. It's all about the look and skin complexion. Yeah. And, and I, I said something once before I said, be happy in your skin. This is what God gave you. This is what it is. I've also mentioned numerous times. I know we kind of veered off of politics for a second, but I've also said this once before people that are, uh, that come out here, racists that come out and say that they are God fearing Christians. And in the same breath, we'll call you the N word, any other racial slurs or whatever it may be. Right and say that they're God-fearing Christians. And I always ask the question, if, if you're, if you're a God-fearing Christian and I'm a Christian, am I not your brother? Am I not your brother? Uh, is she not your sister? I said, because God made us all. So what is the deal? And they can't say anything. But, but you know, it's funny though, everything we say relates back to politics because the reason why politics is the way it is based on the history of our country. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the constitution, look at, you know, the original constitution and the way it was written. It wasn't written for us because people had a, a view, you know, people wanted slaves, you know, people wanted certain things and they made sure it was written in black and white. That's why we have so many daggone amendments to amend the original constitution. Uh, I mean, yeah. if you really think about it and that's, uh, what's, yep. that's what's created our politics today. You know, our politics today is based on now, I would say our politics in the country that we're living today is based on the views of different people, but it's not based on a, a specific agenda. That you're 100% right on that, man. Absolutely. So 
as it relates and and one of the things that i want to say uh stepping back over and, and and you're right circling back around to politics is that the insecurities with polit political views friendships uh being destroyed over or temporarily put on hold um for political views i always ask the big question why because you don't have to do that and again i don't get a straight answer i just don't i wish that i wish i had some republicans well, I, or i think it depends on where you, where a person are, is in their life like for me i do not like i can only take but so much negative and negative uh negative energy in my life i'm i'm um, already like that for sure and recently i had a just for an example i had somebody i went to school with on facebook we got into a heated political discussion based on your and, and a lot of it for me, you know, I noticed for for me as an individual is based on your core values. Yes, you can follow somebody who you want, but if you believe what they believe based on your lack of education, I do not trust you. I have a certain view against you now. And then, you know, and this was a white person. So then the next comment out of your mouth is something slightly racist. And then I come at your mouth, I come at my mouth sideways because I had to remind that person, I'm back in Hampton now. We're in the same city. I'll meet you. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then I was deleted. And then all of a sudden they want to send me. A, I, I do have a screenshot of it. So I, I will love, I'm going to send it to you so you can read it of their apology. And then they wanted to add me back as a friend, which I have still yet to this day decided to accept because I don't know if I can deal with the constant daily negative energy. Right. Coming across my Facebook page. Right. Yeah, I have a couple guys that I uh, we all lived together when I was in base housing. Again, like I say, when I see them, they'll they never make reference. Uh, I can ask them what what has he done? What what has what has Trump done? What is this and that? And he'll always go, he'll always go. Well, President, I'd be like, I didn't ask you that. I I have to always check them in that format because they always come back, and I'm like, look, man, you're gonna believe what you're gonna believe. And it's going to be what it is. There's nothing, absolutely nothing that I can do to to change your mind, nor do I want to change your mind. I want you to have your own political views. I want you to do whatever it is that makes you happy. Um, but, you know, don't post uh, stuff on my page um, that you feel is going to be the uh, end all say all as it relates to the words, because it's not. That's just not how it's going to be. I'm going to say something back, you know, so you can't tell me uh, this is it and this is law. I said, you're going off of everything that someone else is saying um, and you're not getting your information. You're not doing your homework. So all I ask is that, number one, do your homework. Don't hold grudges over something that you think it's, it's OK to think that you are, you know, whatever your thoughts are, it's good to have. But if you destroy relationships over that. That's on you. And like Boogie said, don't don't expect, you know, once you unfriend, because if you if you unfriend me, I'm like, hey, I'm good. I'm good. I, I don't go looking for you again. You know, that's just that's just my thoughts. I just don't go looking for you again. Uh, I'll say, OK, cool beans. That means that um, I got up under your skin uh, to the point where you had to do that. And uh, it's a wrap. So I'm cool. I hold no grudge, but uh, evidently um, you could not handle, you couldn't handle the truth. 
kind of situation is how I look at it. So it is what it is. The other thing I want people to understand is that, of course, this here is not designed, this, this chat today is not designed to help you sway your vote or anything like that. That's not it. But when I saw those signs yesterday, I was like, wow, I just could not believe that here I am driving down Bragg Boulevard in Fayetteville, and I see all these Trump signs standing up nice and clean and beautiful. And then right after that, you see the Biden-Harris signs. They're all smashed up, beaten up, vandalized, whatever. And I'm like, why do people, why do people actually do that? You know, they didn't have to do that. They All they could have said is, you know, hey, I disagree, but hey, they have every right to have their signs up as well as uh, someone else. I got that. I'll, I'll uh, definitely take a look at that, Boogie. But I'm like, it just, it just floors me what people... We, we got to get back to to having common courtesy for one another yes. in this society. Indeed. We got to get back to having respect for one another in our society. That's the problem. We've gotten to the point in society where we lost just having respect for the common person. And I don't know if it's just the generations or kids raising kids. I mean, look at the respect for elderly. People just don't have respect for other people no more. And we're based, you know, we do things in society now based on the likes that we get on Facebook or, you know, people do things based on the opinions of the people that they hang around. You know, we've heard the saying in business, you're some total of the five people you hang around most. And if you're hanging around people that aren't doing right things that are disrespectful is going to keep getting passed on through generations. And I think we're just, we're just in a society now where, you know, that's where people are. And unfortunately, a lot of those people just happen to, you know, and, this is just my personal opinion. It's not a bash towards anybody. I just, the majority of the people that seem to be disrespectful towards one another are followers of Trump. And yes. not Republicans, diehard followers of Trump. I agree. I will agree with that. And that's because of what he has, he has promoted. Um, again, you know, the violence, um, all the different things that are out there. Uh, and, and I will never, ever forget ever ever forget that he said something that he cannot take back and that is when he was questioned about white supremacy and he said stand back and stand by stand back and stand by that's what he told the white supremacy groups he said it on live tv in front of three you're 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 muted in front of millions set like and, what, 30 something in a matter of minutes they put it on a shirt in a matter of minutes they put it on a shirt and it became a logo oh i can imagine right after he said it stand back and stand by wow i wish i wish i had him on here right now but he probably wouldn't answer that question he would probably talk all around it because that's what he does explain that to me and i would hold him to the coals about it too i want to know what that means stand back and stand by because basically you're telling me hey you have a militia ready to go to take me out so i'm like wow so and i that's say, why i said you cannot trust them none of them none of them rude boys if there are any people of color who still support after after him saying that you may have a little bit of a problem i can't change your political affiliation but it's definitely something you may want to think about and if you think if you think that that's something else, I would love for you to explain what you thought he meant by that, um, because that would be amazing to see. 
And you can make that comment on my podcast. Uh, if you follow the links, um, you'll be able to make that on the uh, make those comments and reviews on uh, the podcast. But I, I was just super blown away. I read that uh, uh, boogie. Yeah, I see what you're talking about there. So I don't know what else to say. We live in a world where when President Obama was elected, the same people who are getting upset about us talking about Trump or people talking about Trump, period, are the same ones who was calling President Obama every name under the sun, saying that he was the worst president ever. He was this. He was that. When actually he was probably one of the best. He tried to he he brought the country together as much as he could, even though there was still uh, definitely a division there, but he tried his best to work with everybody and he did things to help everyone, you know, just like the ACA, for example, everyone was talking about the affordable care act and trying to, and talking about it was such a bad thing, but most of the people, a lot of Trump supporters were able to get healthcare because of the ACA. That's another thing that they got to think about. And it's just one, one of those things that Trump had come in office with the intentions of making sure that he erased everything that had Obama's name attached to it. He wanted to erase it. Now, if that in itself is not showing you that he didn't want President Obama's legacy to uh, hang around and be part of it, uh, the history, uh, you got to be crazy. That's all I'm saying. Now, people are voting now. So please get out there and vote. If you haven't registered to vote, there are certain places where you can still register to vote, but get out there, vote, make your vote count. Um, do your research on the people that you're voting for. Really learn and have an open mind about stuff instead of being really closed-minded because when you're closed-minded, you don't receive anything. You don't know anything. And also don't be a follower because it's just like, for example, you got, I always say this, Kids aren't born racist. If you put a put black kids, white kids, Chinese, whatever, whatever national Mexican kids, whatever, guess what they're going to do? They're all going to play together because they just see people. They don't see color. They see people. They see little people just like them running around. All y'all want to have a good time. It's only when the parents and other influences teach them that the color of the skin of this individual is bad. Stop teaching your kids that way. Come together as Americans and everything will be just fine. I can't say anything else about that. But just know, kids are not born racist. And that goes back to the fact that at that point, you have just become a follower as a racist, not a leader, a follower. Because if I ask you, why do you hate me? And you say, because the color of my skin or like they used to say back in the day, I had somebody tell me, you guys take our women. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had to laugh at that when I heard that. And I said, man, I said, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. I said, you can't control love. I said, if someone, if, if, if there's a couple and they just happen to be interracial and they connect, they connect. And that goes on both sides. White men who have black women, men or women of other races and vice versa. It's just the way it is. You can't control that. But guess what? You can't sit there and count that as your reason to hate me. That means you're not doing your job. So you got to keep that in mind. You're not making yourself attractive to the to the opposite sex or whoever is you're interested in. That's not that's not me. So don't blame that on me. But I will say it again. 
children are not born racist. So if you are a racist, you are a follower. And the reason you are a follower, because someone had to teach you that. And you decided instead of stepping out and saying, you know what, I'm going to break that cycle because this man or this woman has done absolutely nothing to me. I, I can't I can't go by what I was told. I have to leave that alone. And for the life of me, God rest her soul again. My mom, Mabel Wilson, she told me, she says, you do not ever judge a person by the color of their skin. You judge them by the way they treat you, period. If they treat you good and you guys get along and you guys are able to work together and do whatever, you guys are okay. But if you got people that are thinking of other stuff and and it's bad and it's, it's a totally adverse situation, you separate yourself from the situation, period. Politics is a dirty game. And if you allow it to take control of you and you allow it to get in your mind and become the primary drive in your mindset, you will always have a problem. So think about what you do. Think about who you're looking at as your candidate and do the right thing, not only for yourself, but for the country as a whole. Because if you look at it from the 60,000 foot view, you'll be much better off. Trust me on that. You guys got any closing comments on that? No, I don't have much. I'm still kind of working. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. All I can say is that that was really great, guys. That was really great, man. All right. My, my only closing comment to the people that are listening is to vote, vote, vote. I don't care who you vote for. Just make sure you vote. You go do your obligation and make sure you vote for somebody that has your views and not based on what somebody says. Do your research. That is 100% correct. 100% correct. Uh, somebody actually removed the uh, removed the stream already. But anyway, um, I just want to say thank you guys to the panel for coming in. Um, I hope this has been somewhat educational. Um, and I look forward to your comments and your views. You know, I am one who respects everyone's views and opinions. I am very open to it. I don't get upset about it um, because at the end of the day, I just believe that we should all work together. We are all Americans and we have to get out of this notion of racism and we have to get out of this notion of trying to be better, one better than the other. And as far as people of color, black people, get it together as it relates to uh, respecting one another, loving one another, and stop killing one another, each other. That's the biggie there. And that's where we're going to talk about that on our next show. Uh, and that topic is going to be, why do we hate ourselves? So look for that next week here on Square Not Live. With that note, I will just say that you guys have a great day. Enjoy yourselves. You know, we'll take it out from there. So if there's nothing left to say, I will just say, take care. See you next week. Make sure that you stay masked up. Make sure that you follow all the protocols for social distancing. And definitely remember, it's not only you who can get contract this virus. You may be asymptomatic, but you can surely take it back to someone else. So try to do the basic things to protect yourself so that you can protect everyone else that you come in contact with and around you. Plain and simple. Take care. Bye.